Hi, this is Bailey. I'm Nina. And welcome back to Veil After, After Dark. Dark. Today we have a very special guest. We have the president of the college himself, James McLaren. Woo! Yeah. Hi. So uh, we have a few questions for you today. Just uh, we did a little bit of background research. Oh on, yes, uh, we did. Some of your, <laughs> I want to say your academic history, your where you went to school, stuff like that. So yeah, Mark, if you want to go ahead and read off the sheet there. Well, I guess if if we're talking about academics, uh, you want to talk about your time in the UK. Sure. So all of my education up to the doctoral level was in was in England. I was an undergrad at Cambridge and then went on to Imperial College London, which probably is the closest equivalent to MIT in the UK. So it's pretty yeah, much that's, a that's a great school. Incredible technical school. Um, did my graduate work there with um, a professor who. Um, I see him from time to time on the Discovery Channel. So he got very interested in cloaking, so not like a little bit like Star Trek. He got interested in um. <laughs> strange optical properties where you could make light bend around something, so you could put an object there and it would be invisible. Yeah, we all got that kind of friend. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, he was yeah. my thesis advisor. If he if he watches this, he's probably going to be mad as hell at me for saying that. <laughs> so, so that you studied physics. I well, did. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. What I thought. That is so cool. Like yeah. physics itself. And that was at Cambridge. Yes, yeah. It was natural sciences at Cambridge, okay. but it was principally physics. And what like made you interested in physics to study? Good teacher in high school. That'll do it. Yeah. And and where did you study for your doctorate? Imperial College London. So okay. it's okay. it's in South Kensington's. It's okay. on. Oh, okay. In okay. Central London. It's a nice area. So um, what? A, um, oh, so, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so um, what about Tulane University, New Orleans? So that what was, was what was that about? It, that's a special place. So I used to, I had a variety of different roles there, but I, it was always nice when I was a dean to welcome incoming students and tell them that New Orleans would be their first study abroad experience, that mm. it just was a different place than the rest of the United States. So uh, from its music, its culture, its food, its history, and being British, I could say with confidence that it was a f more fun place because the French founded it, not the British. And the Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the French and Spanish. Yeah. So they, it, it just had a really interesting vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems like disaster kind of follows. Oh, you thanks. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Katrina and then yeah. COVID. And, yeah. Uh, what is with you that so, disaster seems uh, to follow? So, um, counter question. How is that um, trying to lead an organization when yeah. stuff like that is, is going on? So I had a... I, had a really good mentor in the presence at Tulane at the time. And, and, you know, when we were, in many ways, there were similarities, but there were clearly differences to a pandemic. Uh, but there was a lot of uncertainty, right? So we just didn't know when the city would open up after it had flooded. How, what would the damage be? Uh, how could you prepare to bring people back? You know, were grocery stores going to be open? Were schools going to be open? So when faculty and staff went back, you know, would they be able to manage their lives outside of work. And basically, the, he had a really good strategy. of You meet in the morning every day, outline priorities, distribute work, come back at the end of the day and regroup. And then the next day, you'd you know, re look at those priorities and see what had changed. Same kind of things that we did here, that we looked with the best information we had to try to make the best decisions. But I can tell you, you, you think about a pandemic and it's a uh, airborne spread disease of which people were talking that it would hang around on 
metal for like six months or something yeah, awful, yeah. something like that uh, at the beginning. And you've got uh, students, you know, living in res halls, you know, most double occupancy rooms, etc. And it just seemed like that was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did follow public health guidance. We did try to minimize occupancy at the beginning of the pandemic, um, bringing different groups of students back at different times. And I think it worked pretty well. We did everything was manageable on campus. Um, yeah, I will say it was. Yeah. Th- with the situation, it was it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And being like, for me, being a first year student and coming right. living somewhere else that I was like had no clue of before, I feel like that's just what made it safer for me and more comfortable to live on campus and mm-hmm. how everything was handled with COVID. Yeah, we managed, and then once the vaccine came out, we had pretty good uptake. I know that it, you know, it had its. It was controversial amongst uh, some populations of, of folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a remarkable scientific achievement to be able to tailor a virus in the lab, a, ter- a vaccine yeah. in the lab to fit a virus. Um, and it's certainly been work that's been ongoing for a long time, but it was the perfect virus in some sense for the for the mRNA technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then getting it out, as, you know, we got a lot of students vaccinated, a lot of faculty and staff vaccinated, and it really helped a lot. I think I think Spotify is going to put that like COVID notice oh, on, yeah, our, on our podcast this episode. Oh, dude, is that oh, yeah. is that bad news? No, no, it's, no, it's just like funny. Though, yeah, like, anytime you like mention, mention. anything relating, it, they always mm-hmm. have that like pop up where it's like, like this is no the facts. Yeah, this no the facts. Like, yeah. just since we're not like a scholarly source, <laughs> this is <laughs> just my, what, one person's opinion. <laughs> us, <laughs> us three are not. Maybe <laughs> maybe President Fern will cancel out our Probably in the wrong field. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you know who um, the artist Jake is? <laughs> I do. Or Vail oh, you, because I heard, him? yes, I heard him. The first time I heard him was maybe about a year or so ago. Um, he was set up in oh. Mund. Oh, yeah. Mund, yes. And yeah, he was just re- last year he did, not to interrupt, the, um, I think it was Inclusive Excellence he played. Yeah, very good. Like very talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard his new song? I listened to it on Spotify. I ah. did my homework too. Yeah. Very what did you good. Think about it? good stuff. I thought well, he's very talented. Think? Very talented. Yeah. Very talented. Yeah. Did you know that Mark and Bailey also helped with that song? I did they were not. I did not know. Congrats. No, I thought it was really well done. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Mark did a lot. A lot of the most of the mixing and the mastering, okay. and it was fantastic. It he sounded fantastic very professional. Job. I thought it had been done yeah. professionally. Oh, thank mm. you. That that means a lot. Shout yeah, out to Mark. Mark. have an ego. Yeah. <laughs> my, my giant ego is going to get even like, bigger. President oh, McLaren shouted me out. Yeah. I'm better than in all cla- of you. In class from now on, he's going to be like, well, President McLaren. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It'll no longer be me and Bailey. It'll just be Mark. Yeah. Every time Very I get nice. a bad grade in, in AMP, I'm just going to tell a professor that yeah. uh, it's not actually true. It's it's yeah. wrong. I thought it went for, uh, It was very good. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of talent. Um, I hope I hope he's successful. Yeah, in a recording career. Mm-hmm. Speaking college. of speaking of amp stuff, did you study sound at all in your physics studies? I um, a little bit, and in fact, when I teach freshman physics, I often talk about you know the differences in um, how musical instruments produce tone and why tone is different, say, in a guitar versus a woodwind instrument. Yeah. Um, so it's more than just kind of the fundamental frequency; it's the the way that the overtones are made that 
produce the, the mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, and of course, yeah. these days you can dial it up on a synthesizer, right? And it, it yeah. knows how to build yeah. the waveforms yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. You can kind of like, edit it in your own. I love how like, different properties of like physics and music can like blend together. So, like, mm-hmm. I just find that so interesting. There's and there's probably a lot everywhere. of electrical engineering too in that as mm-hmm. you, um, you know, if you, uh, you're playing electric guitar and you want to put filters on it uh, and effects, right? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It uses, I, I, what was really cool is one that I think it's a fuzz filter and they have um, germanium transistors, which aren't super common now, most of oh, really? silicon. And they deliberately overdrive them so that you get distortion, but it produces yeah. that really cool effect like mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, you know, forcing a piece of electronics to go beyond where it really wants to go, but it produces oh, yeah. a really nice mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. And whoever designed that must have known. I mean, they I must have so. just known how, like, to run electronics and how mm-hmm. to overdrive yeah. them. And... Yes, yes. Yeah. I feel like if you, like, do music, you have to, like, know so many different things. Like, you need to be your own engineer. You need to be your own. I think like, nowadays. Yeah, so nowadays yeah. I have an argument with my brother. He doesn't believe that tube amplifiers sound better than solid state amplifiers so oh, i'm gonna stay out of this one i think Thank that them. so a lot of the newer amps are um electronic which they is like they have a computer built into it mm-hmm. so you can kind of get that sa- like effect the tube sound. of the tube sound but it just doesn't sound like yeah you can you can try to replicate it but nothing's gonna sound like the real thing so i, bought, I would agree with you i bought a tube amp off ebay that said was broken and i got it working oh, again really? oh, do you wow. play guitar not well. <laughs> but you were you were interested like, in the two. You're interested. Yeah. You're gonna join yes. guitar ensemble. Uh, I don't think I'm good enough for Starts that. Hey, I'm, I'm in. It. I, I can aggravate people by trying to stairway to heaven. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a like good seven minutes. You could you could start playing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would probably take that long. <laughs> I, I, I did play for a while, and I just like, through COVID I stopped. Um, I used to take lessons, and there was this really. Before I, when I left New Orleans, I went to Chicago for a couple of years, and there was this really cool guitar shop on the south side where people would just come in and mm-hmm. hang out and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just, it was really fun to go there and just hang out and have a lesson and just listen to people who were very talented. Just they would stop by to chat. The guy was like a legend in yeah, South Side of Chicago. Really cool. So, I was gonna segue. I was so, gonna ask oh to the fun questions or to well, different topics. About, so I'll, let me do my segue, and, okay. and then you can ask about your question. Segway, so, segway. Segway, so segway. You, pl- you said you play a little bit of guitar. You mentioned Stairway to Heaven. So what kind of music do you listen to? Mm. Uh, mainly 70s and 80s rock music. Okay, so if we a segment that we like to do on the show <laughs> is uh, Spotify most recent listen to. I don't know if you use Spotify. I do. We have the family membership because it gives yeah. you five accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my so, three kids, my wife and so, I, okay. and we'll have family Spotify. Yeah. So what we do is we all pull out our phones and we open Spotify and we just go whatever is down here on the bottom is what you say. (laughs) Do I have to open up my Spotify? Yeah. Yes. So so while you get that open, um, I'll go first and we can just kind of go around the room. So Mike Jake. (laughs) Mine is one of these these nights by the Eagles. Oh, that's a good one. Mine's Crashing to Me by Jake. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not. Yeah, that's actually actually mine as well. It's also Crashing to Me. Wow. No, it's not lying. I'm not lying. I promise you, they're not lying. They both have it pulled up. Oh my God. That is amazing. But I was um, listening to REM earlier. On the oh, okay. <laughs> uh, mine is Comfort Crowd by Conan Gray. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. I that's love him. Song. So 
now we're this is like the the chaos oh yeah, the section chaos of, well the, the formal questions are out of the way mm-hmm. what and when when was the last time you had cereal <coughs> cereal cereal <laughs> yeah i had oatmeal for breakfast this morning. oh okay Does so that you're count a cereal, cereal? Yeah. it's a grain yeah yeah think? that counts i, I think that counts yeah that definitely counts. What about like milk, oat milk, any kind of milk and... Yeah, I don't think you can milk an oat. Oh, okay. You don't that. think so? You, I always add like a little... Like a, I, I like take a, regular like milk. Like a small bit of milk. No, I, I milk just... Milk. Yeah, yeah, put milk in my oat milk. milk. When my oat's walking around my farm, it's sometimes it needs to get milk. <laughs> there we go. For, this, for the cereal. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to get uh, me in trouble here. <laughs> Um, Mark, what is this in the studio? Why do we, we have a know. cup with a That's, with my, a that's my glizzy cup. I, I, for dinner, I had three hot dogs for dinner. I kid you not, guys. There's not a healthy. cup. There's there, a, yeah. a solo cup in the studio right now with like a half-eaten hot dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, What's like... Ooh, what's better, the music scene in over here in the States or over there in London? Question. Yeah. So, I, I think it depends where you are in mm-hmm. the U.S. So, I thought the music scene in New Orleans was particularly good, uh, a wide genres of yeah. music. Mm-hmm. But it was also when I was a student in London in the eighties, um, there was a lot of really famous venues like in Camden and Hammersmith. So, we got to see Elvis Costello play before oh, he was very really? famous, yeah. which was fun yeah. uh, in London. So there was a lot. London had a lot to offer okay. when I was a student. That's an equal mix. What's, what was your favorite? Do you have like a favorite pub or any favorite? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I tell you, so when when I was under eighteen, the drinking age, I had a dear friend who's now in France, and his dad was a big beer drinker mm-hmm. yeah and uh um this friend of mine adam he got in he got in trouble uh because he perhaps had one or two beers too many Ooh. and his dad didn't really want to let us go out the next night mm-hmm. and he said you know now no, go into the pub but if you choose to disobey me i recommend the white horse <laughs> so we went to the white horse <laughs> I love it. It was a recommendation. It's a good the recommendation. <laughs> yeah. The White Horse story. But there were a lot of good pubs in England. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hard to, to remember. There's also, like, there's a lot of, like, bars and pubs that are named after, um, like, horses. Like, oh, yeah. Why are there so many? But there was a good one in New Orleans we used to go to that had good food. And uh, so called Fat Harry's. That we used to go there <laughs> quite Harry's. a lot. It was fun. I still go there. What, what area back. is that in? It's in Uptown New Orleans. So, oh. um, so it's not close, close to the university. Okay. No, no. Okay. No. Um, do you want to ask a question? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm trying to exhausted no. your question. My, my, okay, the right. gears are turning. I'm sorry. I was going to love this question, but I don't care. Um, who's better, the Eagles or the Beatles? Oh, I'm going to have to go with the Beatles, my home country. I'm sorry. Um, Nina doesn't like like the Beatles. Stop. No, you will not say that. I like the Beatles. It's just a specific person. Do you, okay, who's better, Blur or Oasis? Ugh. I don't like either of them, particularly. (laughs) Oh. Never mind. (laughs) That's a good answer. Um, That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Um, Do you like dogs? Yes. 
What's your favorite breed of dog? Great Dane. Ooh. Ooh. I have another question. That is a very like, good though. one. Oh, wait. No, so, no. Go. So, say yours. So, Wham or Tears for Fears? Oh, oh I know my answer. Wait, that's not even a question. Yes, it is. Tears for Fears. Yeah. Wham. No, Tears for Fears. I love George Michael. Do you have a favorite Tears for Fears album? No, I can't even remember any of the oh, singles. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. that's, I, I have I have one of the albums on vinyl. The early one. Yeah. One. Uh, first one, the, the hurting. The, the one, one where it's like the white background. It has Mad World on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 a, yes. that's a great one. I like just like their greatest hits album. Like, obviously, that's like, dude, the greatest hits album of any band is just going to oh, be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. No, because no. it just throws like the hits on there. Yeah. No, dude. Oh, Why? No. You, you like the balance of hit songs and other songs yeah i like the, the, the i like bands that have solid albums all the way through i don't like really? greatest hits i that personally like okay name top five bands that have solid albums i mean <laughs> beat like bands we've already said like beatles okay. tears for fears like radiohead like pink floyd um jimmy led hendrix zeppelin. like so do you like led zeppelin oh yes. my, yeah my I dad love my zeppelin. dad loves led zeppelin <laughs> That's one thing that I wish we we could experience. Um, oh yeah, is like just like an album coming out and having to go to like the record the sh- store yeah. and then yeah. sitting down with all your friends and like putting it on. Mm-hmm. Now, like the moment it's released, like everybody Everyone just clicks it. it and has listened. Yeah, to Yeah, we we you'd know when a single was coming out and you yeah. go down to the record store mm-hmm. and you like, you could go and listen to it and put the headphones on mm-hmm. in a little booth and then you could like, buy it. See, I like, would love to be in that era, just like. Yeah sitting with people and just experiencing music and we don't yeah. do that enough i can't now. imagine the feeling being that a people person. people must have felt when led zeppelin 4 came out and they just come home <laughs> with a record put it on and you just hear the opening to i think black dogs the first yeah black the Dog. first song on that record and i just can't imagine like hearing that for the first time like with all your friends mm-hmm. like i love that album that's probably one of my favorites speaking of what is your favorite album ever if you had to choose one Oh, Before yes. he answers, are we all answering this question? I think just just him. Okay, cool. We don't we don't matter. So I have to say, one of my favorites was Fleetwood Back's Rumors. Ooh. I was literally oh, gonna. That's as my a, favorite yes. album. I love that album. But when you say favorite, there's so many like good yeah, albums. Yeah, album, it kind of depends on what mood you're yeah. in. Yeah. No, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac uh, is, is Rumors the, only matter. The album to rule them all. Okay, so this is more like a kind of in-depth question but have you noticed that a lot of a lot of companies like spotify tiktok are sort of like getting bought out and there's like all these all this really exchange of like like either electronic like ownership and just there's a really there's a weird shift in where companies are are losing assets but also companies are gaining assets in a in a unique way do do you have any have you have you seen anything about that no i think but as i think about you know the, what we talked earlier about you know, going to the record store and buying a record, and I think artists produce a good chunk of their revenue through things like through new vinyl records, yeah. singles, mm-hmm. albums, and it seems that's all changed. That the uh, the livelihood of musicians is often based upon live performance now, because mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, I think you know when you see when you talk about these digital platforms being bought up and changing hands, it's a very small amount of money that they get for royalties yeah. artists get yeah. the royalties on spotify yeah. it's it's story rate is what 9.1 cents yeah i think so shout out so, dr snyder dr. teaching us snyder. so i i wonder whether you know that the mod the business model of music has changed that mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's concerts like we just went 
my wife and I went to see Elton John on his farewell tour oh, so in Philadelphia. Long. But you know, he filled the baseball stadium yeah. Yeah. easily. Yeah, and exactly. so and he was running you know hundreds of concerts around America. So mm -hmm. he, either that's the business model. I think that's another. So I think that's a good point. Where, but this is sort of different. Like I think a lot of older artists now, or you kind of have to. I mean, this was always the case, but I think even more so now. You kind of have to be already in the industry to sort of either have success or remain relevant. Because I think a lot of artists now aren't getting the same break into the industry that they once had. So right. I think yeah, right. there's a lot of like, if the billboard will kind of be the same artist yeah. for the next so 10 years. Also, to like speak on that point, like some of the artists that have been in the industry for a while, like, like I'll use Journey as an example, one of my favorites. Um, Journey will constantly sell out stadiums because the fans of mm -hmm. Journey are mostly those with disposable income. Oh yeah. Where someone like Steve Lacey isn't going to sell out a stadium over and over because his fans are much younger yeah. people who can't afford to buy those tickets. And I mean, so I think I think it's also like a fact of just being able to capture the market. Mm -hmm. Um where yeah, you have to appeal your to customers have the income to dispose of. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's expensive to go and visit yeah. see live oh, yeah. music these days. Yeah. Like to I think Journey is like has a concert coming up, I think, in March. It's Journey and Toto. It's like two two forty a ticket. Mm. Or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And then if you like want better seats, you're gonna pay more yeah, money. Pay more. And then merch. I don't know what those are. Like if those are like the general admission or if those mm -hmm. are like like VIP or something like that. But yeah, yeah sometimes it can be down on the floor, right? Oh yeah. Because yeah. like I remember Cup like watching an interview with like Kurt Cobain. He was like, tickets are like a hundred dollars. That's insane. Ima like imagine those prices now. Yeah, like, deemed as a good deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, no, right. Was a steal. Like I yeah. would go, go to host those concerts for yeah. that. Yeah, like, and and even though those tickets for Journey and Toto are two hundred and forty dollars, I have no doubt that they will sell out the oh, entire yeah. stadium. Because sure and that's why the ticket prices don't go down. No, and then, well, also like because like like bundles that artists do to like make even more money on tour because that's where most of the revenue is coming from anyway yeah yeah so they the, do a lot like meet and greets and stuff yeah artists make most of the revenue from performances it's not from the actual like oh no because nobody's really buying like they, people buy cds and vinyls and cassettes now but it's not yeah. as many as it used to be mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i have any cds left i do it all, yeah. all by streaming yeah it's all streaming yeah. and, and they only get like um, a, not a even fraction, a quarter, yeah. Not even like not the nine point cent statutory rate that we were talking about. Well, that's before. royalties. That's not from the streaming platform. That's no, I think that's it's fractions less. of a cent. Yeah, but it's yeah. like right. even, yeah, what I meant is like, like it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of one cent. Yeah. A lot of the time, just because of the distribution of like the different writers and the different producers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if you're, you do everything, it's still like. Yeah, no, because then, because the record company will take money. Not even that. Like, I, if you do DistroKid and you just do it yourself and you have it's your own. Really, it's just nothing. You just don't, mm -hmm. like, Spotify only pays you a certain amount. Oh, yeah. Which, I, it's kind of unfair because people put a lot of hard work. Even like those who are like mediocre artists, they still put in like yeah, effort like me. in. Like I put in a lot Stop, of effort. Mark. You're really good, Mark. Don't You're downplaying your success. But yeah, even like mediocre artists still like deserve to like make enough money, like the money that they like deserve to make without 
the label or managers or whoever trying to get a cut of their money. So I just, yeah. I feel like there should be like a flat rate for everyone. Yeah. So do you, do your kids have any Legos? Do I, what about this Legos? Is pivot. This is a complete oh, nightmare. Do, do your kids like Legos? You Not like now. Legos? I had Legos when I was a kid, but they haven't had Legos in a long time. My kids are older. <laughs> do they, I don't know, do they keep any? Like No. I still buy Legos. Cool. No. You yeah. can get all sorts of cool stuff with Legos now. Yeah. I was just listening on the radio that we're talking about how Lego nearly went bankrupt because they only really? did yeah. red, blue, white, and black bricks. Mm-hmm. And it was just like almost an act of Congress them to add green bricks. <laughs> and then they started doing all sorts of well, different yeah. colors. And so now, you know, you can get like a, I don't know, like the Titanic you can make out of Lego or something like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they've just been... There's so many different shades. of Yeah, so they've just... They're expensive now, though. They're yeah, yeah, they nearly went bankrupt. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of those green pieces you were talking about, like if you get like a Lego set that it's like the, this is like my Lego collection slide coming out right now. Ooh, but we like to see Like it. the Lego like tree pieces, like the like the leaf yeah, pieces like are biodegradable now. Mm. They are? Yes. Huh. They're trying to go completely biodegradable just that because the, be nice. the, they, like the plastic of the Legos lasts for Forever. so long. I literally have grown up with like Legos, like classroom to classroom to classroom, yeah. and I'm like, aren't these like the same Legos we've had oh, in even kindergarten? If you, like, leave it in the dirt and like for like years, like hundreds <laughs> yeah. of years. Just it wash will... it with some soapy water, and it's oh, ready yeah. to go again. Like yeah. bite teeth marks in it and everything. Yeah. So they're like, trying to make play. they're trying to make uh-huh. all of them biodegradable, but for now it's just like the the plant pieces. I guess oh, that's kind of mm. cool because they're a little bit more flimsy. So uh-huh. they're a little bit easier to make it biodegradable because it doesn't have to be like solid. So go green. So this is uh, you don't have to answer this, but like, <laughs> what what stresses you out? Like, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, which departments are getting budget cuts? Stop. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, we can't ask that. It, it is that. you know charting no, charting so the course right. forward for the college, right? It's yeah. difficult times right now. Um, fewer students perhaps coming to college. So how do we make mm, ensure yeah. that LVC yeah. competes successfully for the best we students? Still, we are still kind of bouncing back a little bit from COVID. Oh yeah, we still have like the symptom tracking going on. Mm-hmm. So we're still. But, I guess but we're yeah, still it seems like there's some kind of nationwide. Like people are just going. Less people are going to school for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah, I think there's you know there's opportunities for jobs right out of high school that are paying pretty well now relative to what they were just a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. And you know, the the birth rate follows the economy. So we're seeing a downtick in the birth rate that reflects the 2008-2009 recession that was, mm-hmm. that was driven by um, problems with the housing industry. Yeah, the bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, to that, you know, you think then 18 years, march forward 18 years, and though that's the population of students who are look, graduating high school and looking at college, and that's down and going down. Yes, yeah. a, a downwards piece. And I would not be surprised if you look 18 years after COVID, there will be a decrease in the birth rate too, because people, though you might think with everyone being stuck at home, maybe the birth rate would go up. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't want to get. Into, I don't want to go much further down that pathway. <laughs> no, it, it it does make sense, like that trend of like security over procreation so it's the financial piece of it mm-hmm. yeah so to to close out do you have any questions for us about the veil conference coming up or anything you'd like to share yeah you'd like to share 
So I'm excited. I, I came, I think I did the first year I was here, it was a virtual Vail conference and it was really interesting to have everyone back in person last year and get a chance to, um, you know, to sort of uh, introduce speaker and sort of set the tone for the conference. So I think it's really an amazing event that we can be proud of, that we have a student-run yeah. event that uh, really brings some cutting-edge folks to, to come and speak um, and engage around uh, you know, topics related to mu the business of music. So I, I think it's a very exciting, uh, and I know it's something that um, is is, is a, an event that attracts new students in, right, at the point of admission. So um, who are your favorite artists? Hmm. Jake. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go with Jake. Uh, ooh, Whitney Houston. Okay. I think for me, I think Massive Attack. They're like a UK trip hop '90s experimental rap sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Real though, I think I'm with you. I really love like the '60s, '70s, '80s style yeah. rock. Yeah, like, definitely. Like older music is more my thing. Like Led Zeppelin up is that. probably. Up there, like I talked about Led Zeppelin four, a little bit. Oh I yeah, love you them. love Led yeah. Zeppelin. They're just they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I took my youngest daughter to see you two, you two, and they oh. did the Joshua Tree. She was the youngest person in the audience. Wait, during the Joshua <laughs> I Tree love tour? That. Yeah, which was maybe what, four or five years ago. Yeah, Ooh, that's about. pretty cool though. Yeah, they were very good. I got to hang out with the Edge. Ooh. Ooh. Is there so a story he, behind that? There is a story. I'll close with that story. So, um. In New Orleans, the uh, high school bands, marching bands were held in high esteem. So music's got a big part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And many of the um, schools lost a lot of instruments, right, with the flooding. And mm -hmm. so they, um, they were just really struggling, the marching bands, to get back, the school bands. And so Tulane had de developed this program called Music Rising, and you can pull up their website. And they were trying to archive uh, through famous jazz uh, musicians, blues musicians, etc., And they uh, got involved with The Edge because The Edge wanted to give some money to help re replace instruments for some of the groups. And so he, I got a chance to meet him on Tulane's campus and uh, we spent the afternoon chatting and then I got tickets to go and see the Joshua Tree. That so is that was so kind cool. of fun. That's so, a benefit. Yeah, so is that, <laughs> so is that still for being up nice. now? The, uh... Yes. I think so. Okay. Um, it's called Music Rising, and if you look, it's okay. there's a lot of yeah, you know there's podcasts well, and stuff like that, and interviews yeah. with, oh, nice. uh, with it should be still up, I think, with yeah, uh, so. um, musicians that have played a huge impact in the city of New Orleans. Yeah, so if that's something you guys are interested in, um, go, go check, check it out. out. Go check that out. Look it up. Oh wow! Did um, you find it? Yeah, yeah. It's a neat website. It's, if you want to hear about, you know, what was probably one of the more original. Um, American you know, centers of music and okay in terms of jazz and blues. Oh yeah, New Orleans, Asian music. We have to check that out. We have to. We definitely have to look. So, so anyway, I got that, that was uh, that was kind of fun to spend the afternoon uh, with with him, and he was talking about the work he was doing in the city. That's musicrising.com. Yes. Go now. Is there anything else you want to plug before we, we close? I, out? I don't think so. I thank you for inviting me to come. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah. It's, been, it's more it's, of an honor for us. Yeah. It's been fun, and uh, you know, keep up the good work. I like. I look forward to hearing about all your successes down the road. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank both you. Both here and after graduation.
So you've heard it here, guys. Uh, President McLaren endorses the Veil podcast and Go the listen to Veil it now, conference. Ben. And the Jake single. Yep. And the Jake single. And Mark. <laughs> and right. me somehow. <laughs> Good job. So, I'm Bailey. I'm Nina. Oh, I'm, I'm Mark. I'm President McLaren. <laughs> this has been Veil, Veil After, after Dark. Have a good night, guys. Bye.